Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. This is Into the Legion Verse, not a special edition, but an amazing edition. And this is your friendly neighborhood, Chez. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood, Miguel, right here. And Rod Parker. Oh, yes. He's not friendly, but he's in your neighborhood. Watch out for Rod Parker. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look at this head thing I'm doing. <laughs> and of course, guys, I don't know if we could have really laid it down any thicker, but this is a Spider-Man-centric Spidey episode. Yay. Yeah, I feel like we've talked a shit ton about Batman, and I adore the Batman character. But second place goes to Spider-Man, and I think he deserves his own Spider-centric episode. Hell yes, I couldn't agree more with you. I'm very happy that you bring this up. Also, because for me, like I think both of you should know this, Spider-Man is my favorite fucking character. He's my number one character of all time, and I love Batman. But for me, Spider-Man... No, that's the one. Like, if I could kill everybody else and just keep one, I would keep Spider-Man alive. Does it matter who's under the mask? It, so does it matter if it's Miles Morales or Peter Parker? Or, or, or oh, are you more... do me like that, man. We just started. Like, damn, we, we're starting yes. with the hard questions. <laughs> like, let's warm up a little bit. <laughs> God damn. No, I, I, I'm probably, probably people are going to hate me, but like, I love Miles, but I would go with Peter. Peter's my, mm. my OG man. I love, if I could keep both, that'd be the ideal setting, right? But nah, my, uh, Peter Parker. And I just want to make a quick disclaimer for the fans. We will not mention a specific movie for the entirety of the episode if we can help it. And moving forward. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try. We'll try our best. <laughs> But yeah, I've I've always been a Spider-Man fan. He's not exactly one of my I'll put him in my top 5, maybe not in my top 3, but he def, he's definitely one of the greatest superheroes of all time. I I've always considered him kind of the mascot of all of Marvel to be perfectly honest. And I'm very tempted to ask you your top three, but we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> I know. I'm curious, too. <laughs> but, like, like definitely, let's save it. Let's save it, because then that'll just take up all the Spider-Man time. For sure. Very, very true. And, and I want to start the discussion off with movies. It's been a little over a year since we got the last Spider-Man movie, which was Far From Home. But and we've which had... was the best movie. Okay, okay. Wah, wah. Looking wait, 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 to wait. That. The okay, the best Spider-Man <laughs> movie? <laughs> There's been that many. There yes, has been nine is. in total. Good, oh. right? Or eight? Three, three Tobys, two Andrews, two Hollands, and then uh, animated this eight in the uh, Miles Morales movie. Imagine, and I just thought about this, it would have been so crazy. Imagine if, like, Sony would have cut the bullshit and it would have been one through nine of a consistent series of movies. Damn. Starring Toby. Damn. Holy <laughs> shit. Wait, uh, okay, okay. We were, we were right. supposed to start with movies. Let's start with movies. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go, go round for it, table, Rod. round table. All right, my favorite 
Spider-Man movie? That's a very difficult question. I mean, off the bat, we can eliminate the Garfield movies. Nothing against him. I thought he was the best looking Peter Parker. Uh, I felt like, you know, yeah, he is like a bit of like a heartthrob kind of guy, but I did feel like he looked like the comic book version that I'm used to. Mm, I wanted to ask exactly. So is it best looking like do you mean best looking like like Talindo? Like he's a you know, or like handsome or I, I guess I guess comic act comic book accurate look. Ooh, I'll say that. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Spider-Man 2, mm. which just narrowly edges out the original Spider-Man. And of course I'm talking about the Sam Raimi and Toby Maguire film. I want to go with Spider-Man 2 because I guess at, when Spider-Man 1 came out, we hadn't seen his origin story over and over again. Um, so we started connecting for the first time on film uh, in the first Spider-Man, which was uh, 2000, right, I think? 2001, 2001. Um, so that one gave us the origin story, very well made with Willem Dafoe, but part two really extended the storyline, and I felt like we got more character um, out of everybody. So, yes, I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2. That's the one with Dr. Octopus um, and, you know, again, Kristen Dunst. Yes, and Spider-Man, the first one actually came out in 2002. And, and yeah, and Spider-Man 2 came out in 2004. All right. Damn, the Dr. Octopus. Oh, come on. I want to take it all in first. I want to hear other thoughts. I'm, I'm like, pass, yeah, pass. <laughs> yeah, like, out of all of them, I mean... Andrew Garfield had an amazing hair, dude. It was like majestic. I know it's a thing for me, as you guys seen in the past, but like <laughs> you gotta appreciate a good head of hair, man. And, um, but yeah, yeah, dude, Spider-Man Two, Tobey Maguire, good lord, that was a, that was a film. That wasn't a movie. That was not a superhero movie. That was not like when it was like all the rage, you know. Like let's throw every intellectual property that can do something past being a normal person on the screen. That movie was a fucking film. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I that those are all fuck. Those are good points. Those are good points because like, you're right. You're right. Exactly. I agree. I agree with like the, you know, poor Andrew Garfield. Like, eh, you know, his films weren't weren't terrible, terrible, right? But like, we've seen worse. But exactly, and he was a good looking Spider Man, and I did feel he did kind of capture what I saw in the comic books of Peter Parker a little bit more than Toby in terms of Toby uh, Maguire uh, physical look, right? But like Toby Maguire, like I, I like I believed him though, right? Like once he started, like I'm like, oh yeah, dude, you are Peter Parker and you are Spider-Man. And I obviously Spider-Man 2 has been one of the best action superhero movies out there. Like just all those fight scenes with Dr. Octopus, the the drama, the the suspense. Nah. I feel like Andrew Garfield is like the like the middle child of the spider kids. He's like, man, like, he's not great, but uh, we went to the movie. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. I think I blame just the, the directors, the, 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 the script were not that great. I, I felt the first, his first movie, the Amazing Spider-Man movie was better than the second one for sure. But like, Jesus Christ, it still wasn't that great. All right. But but now that I've had time to think about this, so because it's it's this is close to my heart because I love all of these films, you know. Because even even the crappier ones, I'm I'm like I'm in love with them, you know. I still cherish them close to my heart. But I will, and this is this is hard for me to say, especially because it's being recorded and it's gonna go online. It'll be out there in the interwebs for like everybody to hear. 
But, you know, because, yes, for the most part, for basically up until, what was it, like a, a couple of years ago, maybe, was it? I would agree with you, Rod. I would say Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man film out there. But, but, for me, I have to say now, Spider-Man Far From Home is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Ooh. Ew. Okay, wh- why? <laughs> Dude. All right, so I enjoyed the film. I love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Great actor. Mysterio is fucking trash, bro. Oh, my God. What a boring bad guy. I would have preferred a two-hour directed by Michael Bay Flick with the rhino. Oh, come on. It's mad specific. (laughs) (laughs) I put thought into that. I actually want that. Wait, that's two hours and five minutes? No, we need those five <laughs> minutes cut. We need two hours. Fuck the credits. Two hours. That's what the budget lets us. <laughs> the first frame, like, on the film roll, I don't know if they still use those, but it's an explosion starting. <laughs> and the last, the last frame in the film is an explosion ending. Oh, my God. In classic Michael Bay fashion. Look, I don't know what you're talking about, Mysterio being boring, dude. I thought Mysterio was fucking dope. And I felt like now in these, in these, in this era is the best time to show Mysterio because come on, Mysterio's been pretty cool in the comic books. He's obviously not like the top ones, right? We're not talking Green Goblin here, but it's cool. And I felt like the way they did it in the movie was so dope that he was using um, you know, like like uh, like drones to create this illusions. Cause that's the whole idea with Mysterio, that he'll create illusions so mind-blowingly real that you believe they're they're real you know and that you get lost in them and i thought they recreated that so so well and there was two scenes particularly in the movie that for me blew me away that felt like i felt like i was just reading one of my favorite comic books right like one the first scene was when he's getting tortured by 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 mysterio and he's like falling through this like psychedelic trip of a nightmare kind of thing and he's seeing like reflections of mysterio and all these crazy things happening i felt that was so dope and i really genuinely believe like because spider-man didn't know what was going on he didn't know what to do where to go and he was getting his ass whooped you know, just because of illusions, you know, and, and, and I felt that was really dope. And then the second scene I thought was one of the dopest things I've ever seen. It was like the final battle where Spider-Man is like jumping, fighting all these little drones going into the, the what was it like this like monster thing, right? That was like a like a like a like a like a gas thing, right? Or like something destroying the city storms, right? Like I had like a storm and shit. And like he's in there jumping from one thing to the next. And I'm like, you could, there's no way they could have done that like with Tobey Maguire back in the day with Sam, Sam Raimi because of the effects. They were not there, you know? And you're seeing Tom Holland so like flexible and like I believe that he's fucking doing those jumps that he is Spider Man. I felt like for me, those moments were like, all right, that's it. I'm sold. This, this is the best one. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and also Jake Gyllenhaal had, even though I knew that Mysterio's the bad guy of the movie, is obvious, but he still kind of had me guessing until the end. Oh my God, yes. You know, because he's playing this like, you know, a charming, like it's kind of startup superhero from an alternate dimension. And, you know, and he drops the first, at least notion of a multiverse, you know, mm-hmm. in the MCU. Um, which is kind of cool because now that Sony's taking off with their Venomverse, Right, like you'd think that eventually they'd want a Spider-Man to appear in those films. Word, and oh, and also, uh, Far From Home had one of the best post-credit scenes of all Marvel 
of movies, and it's because it had a bombshell cameo. Oh, tell us about it. Please tell us. So, you know, we love, obviously, the Raimi films, with the third one being the questionable one. Word. But <laughs> uh, J.K. Simmons played J. Jonah Jameson in the movies, and whenever he was, he was like a scene stealer. Whenever he pops up, you just can't help but laugh. You know, I've seen these movies several times, and I still get a good kick out of seeing his portrayal. And then he had a post-credit scene in Far From Home where he reveals, well, Mysterio with his, you know, uh, dying words reveals to the world that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mind-blowing ending, probably one of the best endings in an MCU movie or a peripheral MCU movie, however you want to see it, that we've ever had. I mean, since the Nick Fury cameo in Iron Man 1, I'm like, I haven't been blown away like that since. Oh, yeah. I just want to make a note and say that, like, I appreciate it so much. I'm willing to make this bold of a statement. Fuck every single casting role, both by DC and Marvel. J.K. Simmons might be the most comic book accurate casting and portrayal of a character in (laughs) any comic book movie ever. I'm sorry, I got to say this, but I really hope that the Snyder Cut <laughs> has more of his Gordon in it. We we didn't see any of what his Gordon can do in the Whedon Cut. And I really want to see more, but... Jesus I won't go with, Christ. <laughs> I want more minutes of I'm, that. And fans, so, either I'm sorry or, or, or I'm glad, even if you're <laughs> expecting it. We told you we were going to try not to do it, but we did it and we mentioned it. And, and, but it is what it is because it's all pretty much connected. But I, so gentlemen, I want to make this quick pitch to you, see what you think. So you guys remember a year ago, right? There was this whole controversy that Sony and Marvel are breaking up and Tom Holland's going to go to the Venomverse so that he can duke it out with him over there, which you know, it's still a win-win for me. I really don't care. I honestly, seeing as how I've never seen Spider-Man as the integral to the MCU movie, I really would like to see him kind of jump over into the Venomverse. And I, like I said before with Mysterio, make, uh, bringing up the multiverse, the upcoming Doctor Strange multiverse movie, uh, Multiverse of Madness in about two years or so, whenever that comes out. I think that they should move Peter Parker I think through the fallout of Far From Home, he's been exposed. His life is in danger. Uh, Aunt May's life is in danger. And for the comic book fans out there, there was a storyline called um, One More Day that it was based, it, it was after the events of Civil War. In the comic book, Civil War, Peter Parker exposes himself at the behest of Tony Stark. And, you know, just like Tony Stark is bold. He's like, I am Iron Man, right? He's like, Peter. You are Spider-Man. You know, do the same. Own it. This led to Aunt May being killed, right? Uh, I think it was a Kingpin story. Straight up being killed. Yes. And, okay, cue in Mephisto, okay? So, you know, in comic books, they like to rewrite shit. Wait, 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 wait. Who's Mephisto? Tell our fans who's Mephisto. Oh, my goodness. Mephisto, uh, actually, I'm going to pass this one off to Chez. Well, I'm actually a big fan <laughs> of all that celestial comic book shit. I don't know why, but I like it. So essentially, Mephisto is like the Satan of like all of Marvel, actually. And he's pretty freaking evil. And he's essentially one of the most powerful people in like the whole celestial order in Marvel. Okay, so Q and Mephisto. 
with his all magical sorcery demon powers, right? He makes Peter Parker a wager or a, a, he wants to cut him a deal. He's like, in exchange for your eternal love for Mary Jane, I will rewrite the past in such a way that Aunt May doesn't die. And now Peter Parker's left with the conundrum. What do I do? Do I save Aunt May, my, you know, my lightning rod? Right, because obviously what's really, really important for fans to know, because at this point, at this point in the storyline, Peter has been married to Mary Jane uh, uh, for for decades, I think. I don't know. I think at least a decade or more in the comic books. And it's been one of those beautiful relationships that you knew was going to happen when they finally got married. It was amazing. And it's like, other than that, there's no really other power couple like that in comic books that you know that you love that you're happy that they're together and they're really supportive so for mephisto to dare ask that to take the love of of their relationship right from them that's fuck that's oh mm-hmm. what that hurts me that hurts all of us yeah like you're saying it may be the number one love in all of comic books right peter and mary jane even more over you know lois and clark or oh all that so i think you know uh scott summer's Jean Grey, maybe. Yeah, no, no not even. No, nah, that's not even. That's a hot mess. Emma Frost is involved. Wolverine's involved. She's been dead most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I, I say that with the uh, Sony film verse, they use that, they use that storyline. They use uh, you know, exchange Mephisto, because I don't know if Sony can use him, exchange mm. him for Madam Web, right? And make it so that Peter has to make a choice between the safety of Aunt May or leaving Mary Jane. The same story that was beautifully done by uh, J. Michael Straczynski and Joe Quesada, right? I believe so. Uh, um, Yeah, that's uh, one more day for the fans. Check it out. It's beautiful. So, you know, Peter Parker is going to choose Aunt May, of course, right? Have him go to a a universe that doesn't have a Peter Parker, the Venom verse, the Tom Hardy Venom verse. Place him there, put him back in high school. Oh, you need a love interest? Say hello to Miss Gwen Stacy. You need a best friend? Say hello to Harry Osborn. <laughs> and remember, remember in the MCU films, Peter needed a role model, someone to model himself after. Who's the, the top dog in that verse? Who's the Tony Stark equivalent in Sony's hypothetical uh, film verse. Hmm. That's that's good. Yeah. Who is I don't it? Know. Norman Osborn. Oh. Make Norman Osborn, you know, a good guy. You know, make him somebody that Peter Parker can look up to. And now, you know, you you set up okay. You by having him traverse the multiverse, you could get to you get to see him face off against Venom, right? Which all the fans want to see. That'll make a, a a billion dollars. And then you set up. Uh, Spider Squad team, Miles, Spider Gwen, right? Tom, and and the End Game. <laughs> wait, and this is it. This is the cherry on top. Wow. To end ah. to end the event trilogy, the End Game of 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 Tom Holland's foray into the Venom Verse is a Spider Verse film where you bring back Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and make it a fucking Spider Man just chaos event make it the movie that the fans want to see after seeing the 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 computer animated one uh last year or two years ago fans want to see toby back on screen so what do you guys think about that treatment well i mean i can't help but say it you spun quite the 
Webb. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. Yeah. That's crazy. You have a lot of time on your hands. And also, yes, sir. That was intricate as fuck. That was that's that that that's <laughs> that's actually pretty fucking crazy. And I'm pretty sure that absolutely none of that is gonna happen. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> but it would be amazing if it did. Holy crap. I know, right? Like, yo, out there, Sony, what's up? You listening? Like, Come yeah, on, man. Just fund it. Kevin Feige? <laughs> just fund it. Just fund it. Like, like, they don't have to do any work. Just take the clip when this episode drops, break down the storyboards, and throw money at it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think Hollywood's got in the, the, the memo. They want to see different movie superheroes join up on screen. Because, you know, because we're deep into the Marvel, you know, mythos and stuff. So we appreciate Endgame on a, on a, like a comic book level. But think of it as a movie fan. Just as a movie fan, you're seeing all these movies coming together. It's like a, like a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rod. Awesome. Good job. A Word. for effort. But <laughs> not. I don't like it. No, no. And there's, there's some key things you missed that you didn't address that you're glossing over. That just because wishful thinking, I don't know, but there's certain things there that I I, I just don't agree with. I don't I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> but it's good. I like it's a good effort, <laughs> good good potential storyline. <laughs> but like for me, one of the things I didn't like that what 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 you're describing is 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 that you said that you don't care giving my boy Tom Holland fucking the dopest Spider Man that we've seen yet to be given to Sony. I don't trust Sony like that. Sony has not earned my trust that way. MCU has. Feige has. They've done great movies. And these Spider-Man movies have been great because I believe because the MCU is involved, because the Marvel Studios are involved. You know, because you mentioning the Venomverse. But come on now. The Venom movie was trash. <laughs> like, it was not good. Like, I like Tom Hardy. Like, I love Tom Hardy. I liked him. I liked him as Eddie Brock. I hated the CGI for him as Benham, but I liked him as Benham and as Eddie Brock because I love that he even he did the voice of Benham as well. And so I thought that was very cool. But the oh my god, the movie was trash, man. Like I it, made, it made money though, and we will get a sequel. Yeah, shit makes money. I don't care about that. But like, you know, all the more reason I want quality, especially now that like fucking they're making a ton of content, you know, like I'm all the more reason I want quality over fucking quantity. And so that's why I don't trust Sony with that, especially with that reveal at the end of the Venom movie with Woody Harrelson as, as Carnage, which <laughs> what were you going to say? What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Rod approach the mic ready. And he held back. Do it. Say it. <laughs> now I was going to say that was hot fire. Who doesn't want to see Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy? <laughs> no. All right. So exactly. I will say that though. He was all zany. Yo, I love Woody Harrelson. He's a fantastic actor. And we know very well that he can play a fucking serial killer. If you all remember from Deep Cut, uh, uh, what's it called? Natural Born, Born Killers. killers. Yo, my God. He would play that fantastic sociopath there. And so I believe him. I, be I think he's a great casting as Cletus Cassidy. But... I, just the way he looked and was saney with the really big poofy red hair, which kind of, I guess, Cletus has the hair like that, but it was just like, nah, nah. Well, Sony also gave us Into the Spider-Verse, and that might be my second favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. That's a good point. So they can make good shit, 
and maybe they need Holland because because think about it They're, they have the Morbius movie with Jared Leto coming up uh, they, there was a in the trailer there was a, a cameo by um, Michael Keaton you know he played uh, the Vulture so they're building they're building something and, and I'm sure they're not going to have a Sinister Six I mean, maybe they'll have them fight Venom, I guess. But that's my other point, too, actually, that we're going to mention, because you were saying it as if they're separate, if the Venom versus something else. And we don't really know for sure if that's exactly the case, because what you just said right now, right? Because we know in the Morbius film, we're going to have Michael Keaton's vulture there, who he is in the MCU films with Spider-Man. And so we don't really know, are they overlap? So what happens, right? Are we going to lose Michael Keaton? Is Michael Keaton going to stay as a vulture in the MCU? Or is he going to jump with, with, with Tom Holland? Like, it, is Mephisto going to tell him, you got to leave your love here and you can go with Aunt May and Michael Keaton. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but that's the thing. That's why Madam Web chooses that universe because there is no Peter Parker. But they do have uh, their vulture, the Adrian Toomes. He does live on that earth, as you as we see in the the trailer for Morbius. Right. But but we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, we just dug really deep into the movies. I, I believe Chess has some comments. Chess has some okay. thoughts. No, um, it was just actually in regards to the the venom movie just backtracking a little bit in regards to what miguel had said that i honestly agree even though shit makes money apparently money makes shit because that movie sucked (laughs) but i honestly just have this really good feeling that it's one of those cases where dude woody harrelson signed on it might be one of those rare cases where the sequel is better than the original maybe he's gonna pull a jamie fox Oh my the, god. The, the, who 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 like stole Jim Carrey's Riddler. Good lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though the effects were good, that whole like they that Yo, was a bad what is why does everyone want to steal Jim Carrey's Riddler? I mean we got Lex Luthor a little bit. Oh hell yeah, exactly. Lex Luthor was hundred percent with just the Riddler, dude. Yeah, that was- and then a leg show, and I see Cletus Cassidy trying to steal that that swag. But yes. That deep dive into the movies but gentlemen and continuing i think with that because also like exactly like you you were mentioning like with woody harrelson potentially making the sequel better but because we know we we've known within the spider-man movies like you mentioned with jamie fox we know that good actors won't make a good movie because also you were mentioning that michael bay film right we've had paul giamatti which is a well-known actor he's a pretty good actor as rhino and that was trash too in the spider-man movie the amazing spider-man film it's like, no, 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 no. And I would, I like everything you said, Rod, about I love the idea of the Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse film, live action, one where you bring back Toby, you bring back Andrew. I just want Tom Holland to stay with MCU because I trust them. They, I'll, I know they'll do the character well. They just gave us our proof with, with Venom. You're right, though, the Into the Spider-Verse film, that was actually fucking fantastic. Um, and I struggled where to rank that, right? Because in my mind, I'm ranking live action films. And I, 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 you know, if I had to include that, it'd be different. I honestly think that the best movie would be the Spider-Man game if they made it into a movie. Because that storyline <laughs> was insane. And to be honest, yes. I even prefer that Doc Ock over... What's the guy's name? Something Julia, Raul Julia. I think it was his name or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Julia. <laughs> that's Bison, and then that's also from the deep like cut. that's from the Adams family. Deep yeah, the, never mind. Raul Julia. <laughs> deep cut. Alfred Molina. 
ribs. Oh my God. Some Latino name is Raul Julia or Alfred Molina. Alfredo Molina. Chess is going to get canceled. He's going to get the show canceled. It'd be culturally nope, insensitive. Nope, we're all Hispanic. We're immune to that. I ha actually have a firm belief that if you belong to the sector you're talking about, you can't get canceled. We're Hispanic. I can make that fuck up. Yo, don't push it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Bison and the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> Hell you have to Raul Julia, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, Albert. Anyway, you thinking you're thinking that the Dr. Octopus from the Spider-Man game from the Insomnia game is better than Alfred Molina. A hundred percent. Well, actually, I think he's better than both, but he's better than the Alfred Molina. But dude, I love the game. The game is amazing. I love that you're crying right I now. Crying. I, can, I can see the tears coming down crying. your face. My sides hurt. Yeah, the Spider-Man game, it's now, I think, two years old. Um, the most ambitious Spider-Man game to date. One of the last games I really got into and played and enjoyed. And like you mentioned, I love the storyline. Uh, it, it was the game that we wanted to see from Marvel after seeing DC, you know, rack up one of the best uh, DC, one of the best comic book related video games uh, ever with the Arkham series. It was good to see Marvel come out with this big game that's still releasing DLC content probably. Nah, they stopped. They they released two, yeah. three DLCs that were basically one major storyline uh, a while ago and they haven't done anything. So that's the thing right with the PS5 that are dropping the Miles Morales game. Mm. Some people are saying it's like a DLC but extended. It's somewhere in between an actual full game versus the, the a DLC. So that would be technically what 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 would be the the next one but exactly no and i get i'm glad that's a good point just like if if that spider-man game was a movie god damn like and honestly i was so i don't remember when's the last time like a game like the story hooked me like that too and honestly and like i mentioned before spider-man's my fucking number one guy like i i love him i've read almost all of their his his books all some of the main stories and i was worried i was worried i'm like i don't know like insomnia are you gonna do right by my boy like are you gonna do a good story and did they ever and especially what i loved about them is that they went all out and they did their own thing you know like they chose to not they didn't really recreate a lot of things that we saw in the comic books right like with him working with dr octopus at the beginning with you know before he was dr octopus right so you know just dr octavius uh uh and working with him and and the role of norman osborne as uh uh it's it was all incredible and then I don't think we don't want to give any spoilers, but, you know, but then, you know, things happen that really hasn't happened really before, sort of, in the, in the books. Um, it, I just loved it. Just loved it. And then introducing Miles Morales in it Word. in a really nice, um, uh, fluid way, uh, you know, because like in the comic books, Miles Morales was actually from... So Marvel, a few years back, quite a few years back, a decade ago or something, had the Ultimate Universe, which was supposed to be this separate universe, separate from the main comic books that we've been reading since the 60s, you know? And there, in that storyline, Peter Parker died, and then this new Spider-Man came, which was Miles Morales, which is sort of similar to what we saw into the Spider-Verse, right? Uh, and now in the comic books, the Ultimate Universe ended, and then Miles Morales was brought into this universe uh, by comic book wizardry you know and then 
but now in this story, in the in in the movie, I mean, in the movie, because I'm thinking about it like a movie, you know, in the video game, they they I love how they introduce Miles Morales and how they introduce the idea that how he gains uh, a spider abilities. Ah, so good. Yeah, man, the game was sick, dude. Like, I just finished the actual campaign. Um, I waited so long to play it because I got it on sale. Booyah! And um, I just finished the campaign recently, and um, it was amazing, dude. That game is so well made that at times after, like, a hard day of work, I would literally just web swing because the physics are that well made. It was therapeutic. Just free running through the city, web slinging was so sick. And I'm just on the cusp of starting the DLCs now, which I got along with the sale. No, I agree. Exactly. That right now during pandemic times, I started now because I finished the game a while back. Never played the DLC until now. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with it. And exactly like, oh, my God, it's just being in New York City, not really being able to go out. And just to be able to swing and just go around the city. Sometimes I don't even swing. Like, I'll just swing for a little bit and then I'll go down the street and then walk, you know, and just like, just to walk around and feel like I'm in the city. And also, it's cool because you know you can high five people sometimes when you're walking in the streets. You guys notice that, right? I never went to mingle with the common trash as Spider Man. No, what? Have you guys haven't? Some elitist Spider-Man. <laughs> Facts. I, I, I keep myself above the ravel and Western with the God I am. No, yeah, because if you walk sometimes in the city, you'll hear people, some, not everybody does it, but some people will call your name. They'll be like, oh, hey, Spider-Man, over here. And, and then if you approach them, you'll take, you'll high five them. Like, you know, the little green button, the triangle button pops up. You interact, you'll take a, they'll take a photo with you and like cool stuff like that. And you get a little bit of XP, I think, when that happens. <laughs> I'm good. That's sad. Damn, elitist. Yeah, and that game actually made it interesting <laughs> to play as Mary Jane. Like, I never thought Word. I wanted to be Mary Jane in a game until that one. And also, shout out to Silver Sable, who I've only heard the name, but saw in action in depth in the game for the first time. She is so epic. <laughs> and see, I do support female characters, you fucking jerks. Hashtag cancel chess. <laughs> the fact that you get to justify that at the end shows that you're a heartless, toxic, masculine. <laughs> Yo, that was mad suspicious. Yeah. Oh, elite is on top of it. Oh. I wanted it on. I wanted it on the record. <laughs> I wonder if you truly did play the Mary Jane moment. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I just paid somebody to play it for me, but no. Silver Sable was an amazing character. However, I will say, though, this might be my least favorite incarnation of Mary Jane. Just because I'm used to, like, a sassier version. This one was just a tad more, um, I don't know, like, it was just, she seemed, What? Yeah, like, she's, um, she just seemed, I don't know, like, I'm used to a more, like, intense version of Mary Jane, I guess. Yo, what's more intense than getting into fucking air like warehouses oh, no, 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 full no, 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 no. of criminals about to die? And she's like, nah, no, fuck not, it. I'm gonna get no. that data. That's intense. That's mad bad. Yeah. Ass. Oh no, 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 no. That was hardcore. Like I respected that. I'm talking about her like interactions with Peter. We're too like meh. You know what she, I mean? She like, blindly leaps off of the off of the side of the building in hopes that Spider-Man is gonna catch her. That scene was great. She's like cornered hmm. after like spying on like I think Silver Sable or somebody's finding her. I don't remember. But I'm I'm all about Silver Sable. She was epic. But yes, not since the Sega Dreamcast slash PS1 game of like 2000 had I played a had I, had I been so so invested in a Spider-Man game. 
that one was really cool way back when. I don't know. I know you, Chaz. I know you played that one. Word. Sure you Wait, which, which one? Sp- the which Spider-Man one? for PS1 slash Sega Dreamcast. I think it was in 1979 or 2000. Yeah, one of the best games ever, honestly. But yeah, it was like narrated by Stan Lee. It had, it, it was like the, the great-grandfather of this game that we got now. Yeah, like it had all the costumes, like you unlock them, a couple of cameos from DC characters, I mean, these Marvel characters, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you're, wow. you're like autopilot yeah. DC. has his finger. Yeah. Oh, and it's because I'm, <laughs> stop lying. You're brainwashed. You're obsessed. You have problems. <laughs> um, the final villain in that Spider-Man game is something that I would love to see in a movie, which was the which was Doc Ock with the Carnage symbiote. Oh. <laughs> I actually never played that game. I I, I never played it. No, wow. no. But I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, oh, that that threw me back. You know, because another another good game i th- I loved it i don't know if you guys played it you guys ever played it i played this on xbox 360 uh it was a spider-man the shattered dimensions game that was dope because you got to play as four that di- you mentioned madam webb and so that's about it oh that's also mysterio in that game mysterio grabs like this totem thing that gives him extra powers and allows him to travel through dimensions and is stealing pieces and so then Madam Web, yo, in this game, when was this game? When did this game come out? Um, you know, because this is way before, like, the, the Spider-Verse stories in the comic books, the Spider-Verse movie. Because then Madam Web has to then uh, uh, get Spider-Man from different dimensions to help uh, with this. And so you get to play as four. You get to play as classic Spider-Man Peter Parker. You get to play as ultimate Spider-Man. So the Peter Parker from the ultimate universe. But he has the Venom suit. So it has the black suit. And you play as Spider-Man 2099. You play as Miguel O'Hara from the future. And you play as Spider-Man Noir. And it's Ooh. just so fucking cool. That's wild. Spider-Man Noir might be my favorite Spider-Man incarnation. Aside from Spider-Ham. Shout out to Spider-Ham. <laughs> this came out in 2010. The, the Shadow Dimension. Do you guys never played it? No. I watched you play it, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. Think you might have, yeah. I never played it. I was going to say, that shit sounds fucking nuts. Yeah. No, it's yeah, good. we've had a lot of good Spider-Man games, for sure. Yeah, man. Oh, you know what I remember? The Maximum Carnage game. Oh! Damn, damn. SNES? Yes! yes. <laughs> that game was Bro. frustrating. Wasn't it one of the few <laughs> games that had, like, a different color cartridge? Like, it had a red cartridge, right? And no save yeah. feature. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So if you die and you're like, right before you fight Carnage, you're just pissed. Permadeath before permadeath. Shit. However, it probably made you a better gamer as a kid. Think about that shit, yo. If you could get through that, you're either gifted or you have grit. No, but that game was cool. I remember it being like very much inspired by the comic books uh, from the time. It had that look to it. A t- 2D. Yeah, exactly. Because that was a, a great one. Yeah, dude, like, yo, Spider-Man games, yo, Spider-Man, wow, there is, like, I don't know, I, I'll, I'll say it, might be, I'm making a bold claim, no facts whatsoever, I have no idea what I'm about to say, Spider-Man might be the most, like, highly cashed in superhero, don't you guys think? Like, there's a lot of Spider-Man shit, fuck. And we could go with more, I need more. Word. I agree, <laughs> I agree, I definitely agree. We need Tom Holland in the Venomverse. <laughs> and also, if we ever see a live-action Miles, 
Wouldn't that have to be a Sony film too? I hate all that crazy legal shit, man. I think so, right? Yeah, exactly. I think they got Spider Gwen, they got Miles, they got all the good shit, man. Just throw 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 Tom over there. Come on. Nah. Kevin Feige, where are you? You're he's, again. he's with Josh Sweden in a bunker. <laughs> like, man, they're, they're on to us, man. What have you done? <laughs> oh man, yo, that Maximum Carnage game that, that brought me back. I'm actually looking because I think the Switch has that super NES, you know, the the, the SNES um Emulator. Uh, emulator. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna immediately check right after we're done recording to see if it's on there, because I would love to replay that fucking frustrating game. <laughs> um, yeah, but you were mentioning, exactly, you were mentioning. So we, the companies have milked Spider-Man a lot, right? So there's a lot of different Spider-Man stuff out there. Uh, the one thing I will say that we have not gotten really, like, well, I don't know. Actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't really, really gotten a live-action TV show for Spider-Man, right? But we have gotten a bunch of animated Spider-Man shows so with that fellas what's your favorite spider-man show love Mm. the transition (laughs) mine fell flat earlier so okay (laughs) (laughs) it happens to the best of us so you know i obviously like my fellow legionnaires love spider-man i've been even if the shows weren't that great i've still watched them you know dating back to the shows from the 80s with uh Fire, Firestorm and Iceman, whatever, Spider-Man and the Super Friends, whatever it was uh, called. Yeah. It is amazing friends. Um, the 90s show, you know, really brought like, the comic book to the screen for the first time. And, you know, it left its impression on me. But my favorite of them all was the short-lived Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. That one, not only did it have like one of the catchiest, the catchiest uh, opening theme songs, and and I urge fans to give it a quick listen. Wait, wait, wait. How how does that go? How, how does the theme song go? Spectacular, spectacular Spider Man. That's yeah. how it goes. But it, but but think think of that, but way that was better. Soul. Think of that, but way better. So <laughs> it, it had a really good plot. That's the thing. Like it. It, it almost had like one of these Netflix kind of plots where, you know, it, you're following a story through every episode. Like they're not going to like shuffle them up and serve them in syndication. Like you need to watch them one after the other, really, because the plot, it just builds up so well. They introduce, you know, a very good uh, Green Goblin, good dynamic with Mary Jane. Uh, you get Venom and it's influenced slightly by the ultimate run, which we mentioned by Brian Michael Bendis totally. and, and Mark Bagley. So that's my all-time favorite. And shout out to the Ultimate Spider-Man, which came after, which ran for a bunch of seasons. Oh, so Ultimate Spider-Man came after the Spectacular Spider-Man one? Yes. Oh. It, was, it replaced it. And uh, Ultimate Spider-Man was interesting because it was, it was a very MCU-inspired animated universe with Spider-Man in it. So it, it was almost a precursor to what Tom Holland would later become, which was kind of cool. Ditto, because I remember watching that one. A, I actually watched that one quite a bit. I did watch it. I don't think I finished it, but I, I was watching it. I got to now rewatch Spectacular Spider-Man, because then I must have seen that one, too, because I remember that theme song, that catchy theme song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember it well. And I remember I watched, I started watching Ultimate Spider-Man and that one obviously very heavily influenced with the Ultimate Universe, right? Because that one's all about Spider-Man getting trained uh, by S.H.I.E.L.D., by Nick Fury to become a superhero. And it's basically, and it's like also like Spider-Man and his friends too, right? Because it's, it's Spider-Man with Nova, which Nova's one of my favorite characters too out there in terms of the cosmic ones. Although this is the, the not the main, the original Nova, Richard Rider. It's uh, Sam something. 
and then it's it's Nova, Spider-Man, Luke Cage. He's, he's there as a teenage boy. And as Power Man. Power Word. Man, you're right. And and with uh what is it called? White Tiger, right? Was it? What yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. And so all all four Oh, and Iron Fist too. Iron Fist was yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they're yeah. all they're all like teenagers, and it's he's fun. like a surfer, a stoner. He's like, hey, I'm the Fist of Kunlun, man. Like, <laughs> I love that version of Iron Fist more so than the Netflix one that we got. Yo, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yes, that was a really, really good show. That was a really, really good show. I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, well, you guys know me. I'm gonna say <laughs> my favorite show, and also my favorite Spidey suit animated spider-man 2099 oh once again i will repeat that so you guys can look it up so you can see how weird this shit was spider-man 2099 and i believe that was the continuation for the spider-man cartoon from the 90s or no, some a soft continuation no. spider-man unlimited yeah spider-man no, unlimited, yeah. which was like no, because you're, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to correct you right now. Live. No, 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 dude. The Spider-Man Unlimited is in Spider-Man 2099. That's not the same. And it, the suits are kind of similar, but they're not the same. I feel like that was them trying to pull that off. Like, well, I mean, I'm saying it like. They were trying. Yes, this, I agree. Yeah, yeah. They were re- They were trying. They were well, inspired. That's, that's inspired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot it was called Spider-Man Unlimited because the Spider-Man 2099 suit is so iconic that like I kind of really put the two together. But I would say that's essentially my favorite Spider-Man. <laughs> you, Spider-Man you, Unlimited. You went so left field. <laughs> <that> you, left, <laughs> you left this verse. Yeah, you're like you lost yourself, man. No, it was because this one, this one was. I don't know if it's the like the actual sequel to the original the 90s cartoon but it's like maybe in because this one was weird i thought this was such a weird show because it's set on counter earth you know which is this for those marble fans earth has a counter earth which is like an earth like i think it's on the ex- like parallel to our earth like in terms of orbit and so we never see it because of that but it's like it's weird like that and, <laughs> and and it has and that's like the home for the high evolutionary which is this this, this epic um basic scientist basically and creates all these uh they're called the bestials <laughs> so it's like <laughs> just basically like you know what, what's that old school book like the island of dr moreau it's basically that you know of just like you know uh, anthropomorphic uh, uh monster animals uh that but yeah so i'm not surprised that that's your favorite show <laughs> That shit was awesome. <laughs> Shout out to the the CGI one from MTV with Peter Parker, voiced by the one and only Neil Patrick Harris. Shout out. Oh, oh shit, I forgot all about that. Who also voiced him in a few of the games as well. Oh, that's really? true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris has been out there. He actually voiced Spider-Man in the Shattered Dimensions game, which I highly recommend. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. And I don't remember. I I I I watched a little bit that that like the 3D animated one. I that was trash. I didn't like it. That I love Spider Man so much that I'll endure. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll endure <laughs> the, it too. The very slow pacing to that story, but I think it only went for one season. I'm not sure. A oh. shout out. I was gonna say in. Shout out to the other Spider-Man who, yes, we are talking Spider-Man, but let's not forget that little controversy with Ben Parker and the whole Jackal saga. 
Oh. Yeah, Ben Riley. Yeah, right? Ben oh, Parker yeah. is yeah, Uncle ben, Parker, ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben. Yes. Yeah, but also, damn, R.I.P. Uncle Ben. He's that man has died so many. <laughs> Who's died more, Uncle Ben or Batman's parents? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> You always got to remember that. You always got to remind you of that. I think like, the Waynes, I think the Waynes got him beat. <laughs> and, not, not, and I think by a few, like, damn. Yo, Batman gets justified. But anyway, I digress. Sorry about that. And no, but that's a great, I'm glad you mentioned that because actually connects to what I was going to say. So, because that's a good point. Exactly. Because now, so, because that was a very controversial story. And so now let's talk about, right, like stories. Fucking what are the, some of the best Spider-Man stories out there? Because I just got shocked right now because I didn't know as we're, as we're talking right now, I'm Googling stuff too to figure stuff out. So the game that I'm talking about, the Sh- Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, right? A great story, Madam Web, all these different. It was written by Dan Slott. This mm. So for those of you out there, Dan Slott, was has been i'm gonna say probably the best you know at least modern times uh, uh, a spider-man writer he wrote spider-man for i believe about 10 or 12 years consecutively he was the main writer for spider-man and both rod and i and we're going to share this on the social media uh on legion on zoom that we 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 met this amazing man as he was ending his amazing run on spider-man uh, and, and we got his signature. And so, and he's written some of the best stories for me uh, ever or Spider-Man. So I'm just, I'm just, I was just blown away that he wrote the storyline for this game. It's a wonderful game. This is incredible. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think about stories? Yeah, shout out to Dan Slott. And also he created the, the main villain. I, well, I guess the main villain of the Spider-Man game is Doc Ock, but it's also that uh, Mr. Negative, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He created yeah, Dan him. Dan Slott created him. Yeah. Whoa. So, so you know, go, going back to the whole, you know, the one more day story where they essentially revived Aunt May and unwrote his, uh, Peter's romance with Mary Jane. The storyline that starts right after that soft reboot is by Dan Slott, and it's called Brand New Day. And that was my jumping on point. Well, my jumping on point was the 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 one more day leading into Brand New Day. Um. So yeah, shout out to him. That is probably my all-time favorite Spider-Man run. I mean, again, there's a lot of classic shit from you know back in the day. Uh, a lot of stuff because back in the day, I, I'd always think more of the artists that was doing it, like Definitely. like um, Todd McFarlane, uh, mm. Eric Larson, uh, Mark Bagley, who continued to draw the, the character, you know, for for many many years. Um, it, it's tough though because I almost forgot the Ultimate Spider-Man run. That would that also spanned quite a few years, and that was from Brian Michael Bendis. True, true. That so was a great that's, run. That's kind of difficult for me because I really fell in love with that ultimate version of Spider-Man, you know. And, and we finally got like a, a live-action version in Tom Holland of what that Spider-Man was kind of made out to be. So I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man run as my all-time favorite. You know, where like Miguel mentioned, they also introduced Miles Morales. Um, you know, which then led to us getting like wonderful content like the Into the Spider-Verse movie. I am going to go with my favorite Spider-Man story due to the fact that I refuse to make a solely Marvel choice. Fuck those guys. I am going to say my favorite Spider-Man story is the Spider-Man-Batman crossover where they had to fight the Joker and Carnage. Yo, that should be a movie. <laughs> well, imagine if that's a movie. 
<laughs> I think at some point in the future. Yeah. Those, con- those contracts would be like 10,000 pages long. Like, honestly, like, look, the, I think the film industry is catching on to the comic books. They, they started doing comic book movies and they're following the continuities that are in comic books, right? Creating these multiple, uh, you know, uh, big films where everybody combines. It's eventually going to happen. They're going to do films cross industry, you know, fucking movies. Oh, my God. But <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start with Tom Holland. Uh, Sony, listen up. Take notes. Have him go to the Venom first <laughs> and fuck shit up over there. Word. That'd be pretty epic. Uh-huh. But yeah, man. Because th- right. think about it. How is he going to like, okay, like, okay, how's, he's been exposed to the world at the end of Far From Home, right? What the, I can't wait for that movie. That is probably like in my high, in my most anticipated films. Totally. Spider-Man 3, like what the hell are they going to do with that? There are rumors of Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. circulating no, apparently exactly so apparently sony's making their own film so apparently they're gonna have a craven the hunter solo film and they're apparently they're gonna have a, a potentially a spider woman a, a solo film as well all right right and so then you know i don't know i would rather if they all i want all my toys in the same sandbox you know i want them all in the mcu i want sony just be nice and let them go and, and give them all to feige and and then i trust them more i don't know because they've done a wonderful job with tom holland and you'll do the animated stuff. How about we'll do that? Sony does the animated. <laughs> that too. That one was uh, uh, delayed a little bit into the Spider-Verse too. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that one too. It'd be epic if the same way there's been a total of nine Spider-Man movies, they make nine movies with Tom Holland and we see like a full growth in a character because he's so young. Because I mean, when we cast Downey Jr., I mean, we knew it was going to be a tad limited. He was up there. But dude, Holland, they picked that orange right off the fucking tree, bro. They could milk that kid. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, exactly. No, and actually, and it's actually funny because I just read, I think a week or two weeks ago, uh, Tom Holland was, I was going to say Spider-Man, but yeah, Tom Holland was quoted saying uh, that that if it was up to him, that he he would never stop playing Spider-Man, that he would love to continue playing Spider-Man uh, forever. So my God, yo, people listen, have him do it. I would love to see him age and like become a, you know, an adult. And then once he gets too old, then fuck that. Let's give me a younger one. Okay, <laughs> then reboot at that no, point. No, no, you kill him off. Kill him off. Maybe in Spider-Man three, and have Miles Morales take over. Because honestly, do we need more white superheroes? Ooh, where give me Ooh. Miles Morales now? Or have them both in movies. Um, my only problem with that is because I love Tom Holland and Spider-Man 3 is like, that's the next film, man. I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. I feel like, give me, give me three more films and then, and then, say goodbye. Yes. <laughs> say goodbye again, right? We got that, that little heart attack at the end of an Infinity War. Oh my God. Don't remind me of that. That, oh, that's, fuck. that's why I, you know, I won't go into my favorite MCU films. We're going to save that discussion for a feature episode, but Infinity War was just so emotionally taxing. It was a mind-blowing film. I, my God. Shout out to the Russo brothers. Shout out. All right. But I feel I wanted to mention now. So in terms of the comic books, for me, my favorite storyline for Spider-Man, you know, because obviously there's a lot, lot of good ones, right? And then, and I was mentioning Dan Slott's my favorite run. But within that, I'm going to pick one specific run, one specific story from that book that for me has been the best Spider-Man book storyline ever superior spider-man that's my favorite one so for those of you who might not know out there so so that storyline basically revolves around the the lines that where dr octopus wins he's dying he's so sick but but because his body's dying but what he's able to do last minute 
he switches his consciousness into Spider-Man's body. And at the moment, we think Spider-Man's dead. But Spider-Man's consciousness remains very, very hidden in with, within him. But then what ends up happening is basically then we have for about, what, two years, three years? It was a while. Doc Ock pretending to be Peter Parker, pretending to be Spider-Man. And then because he was in there and he had actually, he still had aspects of Spider-Man's memories there, made him be good made him to try to be good. And that's why he wanted to be the superior Spider-Man because he felt the previous Spider-Man was trash. That run, I felt, was one of the most incredible because it was fucking weird. Who, whoever would have thought that, let me kill Spider-Man in a way and have Doc Ock pretend to be him, that that would be a good, worthwhile story. I loved it. Yeah, same. I really enjoyed that storyline too, especially because, you know, as soon as Doc Ock is in is inhabiting this younger body, he gets like two PhDs. He starts like a a, a big like company, right, that makes millions of dollars for Peter Parker. He's like, what has this guy been doing his whole life? You know, he's always like that. Yeah, he that, gets his PhD. Like, he finishes yeah, yeah. his PhD. I think he gets like two. I think he gets two of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really well written. Um, and, you know, he starts developing all these gadgets, like these uh, little spider drones that monitor the city, which was then integrated into the game. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I just want to state also that the fans could um, even Google to see a bunch of them. Just a quick side note that, in my opinion also, bar none, I'll be perfectly honest, Spider-Man has had the best covers, I think, in all of comic book dumb history. I attribute the best covers in comics. It um like some of the most I yo I think the most iconic issues, uh, are they belong to Spider Man. They belong to Spider Man from you know him saving some random person in Amazing Fantasy, his first appearance. Um, Ooh. that cover when he's like I think what like on top of his own grave and it's raining. Yeah. Um, some of the some stuff. For the Craven the Hunter storyline, I believe. Yeah. So, um, some of the covers from, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, they were just so dynamic. Like, his, co- I consider some Spider-Man covers to be, like, genuine art. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I would love opening up a Spider-Man comic just to see the splash page. So, usually you get this, like, one huge Spider-Man panel where every artist tries to outdo the other by putting him in, an, in a weirder contortion, like having Spider-Man swinging webs, like in the most awkward angles or, or just play with the camera or, you know, that's always something to look forward to. And they still, I think they still do that. Although I haven't read Spider-Man comics in, in a while. Oh, uh, well, um, I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because I, I still do, because I love Spider-Man, right? And I'm reading them primarily based on the, on the Marvel Unlimited app. Like until the dance lot storyline ended, I stopped that. I was buying that one as it was coming out, especially especially the last one, the last story. But like the new one is written by Nick Spencer, who's known for writing the Secret Empire storyline, which was trash for Marvel, uh, which made Captain. I think I'm sure everybody saw this in the news where uh, Captain America turned out to be evil. And he was like all about Hydra and yeah. this classic scene where it's like, you know, hail Hydra which was then just immediately retconned by some stupid stuff. And, and, and he's writing Spider-Man. Ugh. But the one good thing about the new Spider-Man run is that it's drawn by Ryan Otley. And this is his first time, I think, in Marvel. Definitely his first time writing Spider-Man. Ryan Otley mm. is known for his awesome, awesome run with Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame uh, in, the store, um, in the Invincible book uh, for Image Comics. Uh, uh, amazing artist so I, I i loved seeing his art 
uh, on Spider-Man book, but the storyline is just like whatever. Not 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 really into yeah. it. Yeah, shout out to Invincible. They're getting an animated series. Uh, I think it's on Amazon or some shit. Facts. Nice. Yeah, I heard about that. I actually got to read all of Invincible. And I've had that in my backlog on Comicsology. I'll get to that eventually. So, yeah, there's still a lot of cool stuff with Spider-Man to look forward to. We still have, uh, you know, the third, you know, the working title is Homesick, where that's what's, you know, been going around in the interwebs, Spider-Man 3. Can't wait for that. You know, we're supposed to get both Morbius and Venom 2 next summer. We'll see if those uh, movies are still, you know, coming out on time. And, of course, the awesome PS5 Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Yes, that's coming out like this in December, right? So Yeah, I think so. With the launch of the console, right? Is that it's like a launch title? Oh, uh, yep, 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 yep. So, so we got a lot of Spider-Man to look forward to. Some good stuff. COVID can't stop this. We need a, a PS a PS5 exclusive Spider-Man like you know decked out PS5 console. Would you? What do you prefer? Do you want a, a, an exclusive Spider-Man PS5 console or a Legion on Zoom decked out PS5? I want the Snyder Cup pushed <laughs> further toward us six months so we could see it. You know, sometime in February. But yeah. Get help. <laughs> And on that note, that was a amazing experience with you, gents, as always. And folks, for all of you out there, I'm surprised we haven't said it once in this episode. But as you know, in honor of Ben Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. And we're irresponsible as fuck. I'm Chez. And I'm Miguel. And I'm Rod. Laters. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.